Welcome to this Vet Team AMR podcast from RCVS Knowledge, leading responsible antimicrobial use in farm, companion, and equine teams. Really great pleasure here to um, start talking with Lucy Coyne, who's now the Senior Technical Policy Manager for NOAA. Lucy, hello. Good to Hi, Fiona. Hi. It's really exciting to sort of talk to you from a bit of a different perspective. Yes, so now let's just untangle this for people listening. So you used to work for RCVS Knowledge and so you know all about Farm Vet Champions. Yes, yeah, that's right. So yeah, so I worked uh, with Fiona at RCVS Knowledge on Farm Vet Champions and moved across to NOAA at the end of uh, last year, at the end of 2022, to work on, I mean, pretty similar themes to Farm Vet Champions really. Um, so in my role, I, you know, work very closely with um, NOAA members on things around antimicrobial stewardship and also looking at things like sort of the bigger picture One Health, which is where the vaccination guidelines really sort of come in to play and sit very closely as well with, uh, with Farm Vet Champions. And I believe, Fiona, you were involved in the vaccination guidelines. Is that right? Yeah, so that makes it even more tangled, doesn't it? So, <laughs> yeah, so the vaccination guidelines were, I think we put them together a year ago, and we've got, there were there were three authors, Jonathan Statham doing the dairy, Joe Henry writing um, the beef cattle, and myself writing the sheep section. So, yes, it's, it's hard to know who's interviewing who here, here Lucy. But anyway, brilliant to, to be talking about them. So we're talking about the NOAA Livestock Vaccination Guidelines, uh, Lucy, can you just summarise what the document is or who's it who's it for? Yeah, so I mean it all came about when we've we've all heard and we've kind of all very familiar with a lot of the things around antimicrobial use. And you know, we've got those that we should be using last option, those that we are reserving for when we've got um, you know, culture and sensitivity testing to support those, those that are, you know, considered really quite important to human medicine. And then we've got other sort of antimicrobials that we can use more kind of full treatment for things that we're seeing commonly on farm. So we've kind of got these sort of different categories of those that are absolutely core that we are using on on farms to treat things that unfortunately have either not been prevented by the ways or, you know, bacterial infections that have arisen. And then we've got those that we really don't want to be using unless we can justify that. We know that that's the only option. But there's just not been really very much thought around that sort of thing on vaccinations. And certainly as a new sort of newly qualified veterinary surgeon and going on to beef, I did mainly beef and sheep, going on to beef and sheep farms and looking at sort of vaccination programs on different farms. There just seems to be so much variation in what everybody's doing. And this is kind of where the NOAA vaccination guidelines really sort of come in. So they're they're using this sort of approach to be thinking about with antibiotics in that we've got a lot of vaccinations they're fantastic we've got some really really good sort of tools there in the armory to help prevent disease on farms but which are core and which are not which should all herds and flocks be doing and which are sort of should be done in sort of more individual circumstances so the NOAA guidelines are kind of they 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 look at those and they 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 identify those that are core for as Fiona said for dairy farms beef farms and sheep farms, as well as giving a bit more sort of specific 
information for things like bee farms, which might be more appropriate for young stock, sucklers, etc. And it sort of uses that approach to think about how, you know, what we should definitely be vaccinating for and what ones will be a bit more sort of on an individual farm basis. And the guidelines are really there to support the industry. So that's supporting farmers, it's supporting vets, it's supporting those sort of in animal health SQPs to actually help to give farmers the advice or for proactive farmers as well to just have those conversations with the vets. They're just another sort of similar to farm vet champions, they're just another bit of armory that gives us a bit more information, a bit more support, to provide a bit of evidence behind kind of what we're doing really. Okay, brilliant. And I remember well the brief when we were we were asked to write about this. It's not just for a veterinary audience, but um, there's different areas, different people who are interested or keen to know what's what's what. And and I remember we so we, we've um, we categorised them into a category one and a category two vaccine. And I can remember being really excited about it because actually, as we thought it through, and a category one as the highest priority vaccinations, I think we've changed the rhetoric to um, instead of you can consider using these vaccinations, actually, if you've got a flock or a herd who doesn't have good veterinary input or doesn't maybe hasn't thought about it, then what is the default? And certainly a few years ago, the default would be um, if you're not if you're not really being proactive, then then nothing happens. And actually, we've changed this to say a category one vaccination, the default should be that these are used unless you otherwise have discussed it with your vet, which um, switches the whole argument round, doesn't it? I think that's actually really helpful because it it's certainly from my point of view, from a sheep point of view, we I would not use category one vaccines in all the flocks I work with by any stretch of the imagination but I have had that conversation with every flock I work with. So I've discussed why we are not using a certain vaccine and um, we've justified it, which is that's where of category one, that's the importance. Do you, um, did you, do you see it the same way, Lucy? Yeah, definitely. I think it just, you've got that written guidelines. It says these core ones, these are the, you should be using. If you're not using, there might be a very, as you say, you know, a very good justifiable reason, but it's that, okay, these are the core ones. These are what we can speak to our vets about. Yes, we're using it or no, we're not. But the reason are is, for example, it might be that you are a really high, you know, health flock or herd or for various reasons of where you buy from or whatever or geographic reasons. But you've got those core ones and you can say, right, tick, tick, tick. Yes, I'm using them or potentially no, I'm not. But as you say, it's kind of the what, why, why are you not using them? These are the core ones. And it gives that sort of written guidelines. It's something actually you can share with, with farmers. You can have those conversations with SQPs, with your vet, with your veterinary consultant, to actually then sort of discuss those core vaccines. And then I think having the sort of, as you say, like the tier, we've got the core ones, and then we've got the sort of non-core as well. I think there's some really useful sort of, I, I found just reading through, you know, it's been a while since I've been in beef practice, for example, to actually go back and think, yes, okay, these are infections and diseases that I knew I could vaccinate against. It's a really useful sort of summary of information as to why you may or may not vaccinate. And I think it's really, it's really helpful as well to kind of support that vet farmer conversations. I imagine, Fiona, it's been useful for you to kind of cut, 
you've got something there to support what your you know opinions are you've got that evidence and you can you can have those conversations about about flocks a bit more sort of proactively yeah uh, and I think yes and in the same way as for, for many of our farm vet champions and you know we're not all um well there's very few of us who are dealing with a single species and it's easy to be an expert in a small area but actually most of us are treating multiple species and you know we may be an expert in dairy cattle or whatever but actually we still have to treat um sheep or beef and it's just this is one way to 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 look into what the, what the details are uh or the other way around you know i i would personally I'm quite happy with my sheep, but uh, but to go onto a beef farm, I, you know, it's brilliant to um, read through what the the advice is, and I think that's a bit the reality, isn't it? Then it's it's nice to have it all set out in the same way. Joe and Jonathan and myself work quite closely in ensuring that we were kind of on the same line, but it's brilliant to learn from each other and and take um, you know top tips from from the other sectors. I guess it's really okay. helpful, for instance, if you're, you know, a specialist dairy vet, you'll get a lot of dairy farms that may have a suckler herd or may raise young stock. And your primary interest might be dairy. And, you know, you also look after, for example, the suckler herd on that farm. It gives you just a little bit more to get get your dairy head. You know, you're quite happy with the dairy herd. That's something that you manage day to day. But you may have less frequent contact on the you know beef side you've got the guidelines there and it follows the same way as the dairy as well so it's kind of nice to have that to support as you say mixed enterprises as well and to just sort of start those sort of conversations because you may I don't I don't know whether it's still the case certainly when I was in practice there were probably more dairy farms that had a more robust sort of health plan in place and vaccination protocols than possibly some of the beef and sheep farms but there's absolutely no you know reason why we can't have fantastic herd and flock health across you know across the farms there's a there's not you know vaccination it's just one little thing that you can do that actually can really help save you money and improve your productivity and it's part of that sort of plan prevent protect as well it fits so closely with the farm vet champions um you know network for for vets as well yes that was perfect time then <laughs> the plan prevent protect so um Sometimes we come into for a bit of um, criticism, I suppose, if we just hone straight into vaccinations and don't and deal with everything else. And that, in my eyes, why we do talk about plan, prevent, protect and and planning ahead. Golly, if, if you didn't plan your vaccination schedule, you get yourself in all sorts of a pickle. But the prevent side of it and and I think the document brings us out quite nicely. There's the. The whole management, the controlling, you know, vaccine is one of the tools in the box. It's not the only thing. And certainly when we when I think of specific examples, say in, in the sheep sector, so arguably um, dealing with lameness, you know, no one would ever say forget everything else and just go to use a vaccination against foot rot because we know full well we need to put everything in place, um, but it's an extremely valuable tool within that five point plan, which is why which is why we have the plans and stuff. And and arguably, I well, I, actually, that's that vaccine in dealing with lameness is one of the things that farmers, merchants, vets really see a clinical difference. It just helps, but but not in isolation. 
So, yeah, in terms of a farm vet champions, when you're trying to work around planning, planning to um, use appropriate medicines, planning to prevent disease, planning to have healthy animals, preventing disease coming in and then protecting the flock and herd, I would put this as a key document in there as one of the ways we can protect flocks and herds. And also just to see what expert opinion is, what are, what are other people doing? What's something that maybe um, as a vet I'd not th- thought of, but actually that's that's what best practice is considered. So yeah, and in terms of how this is going out to the industry, Lucy, how do you see it from a NOAA point of view, the use of this document? So from a NOAA sort of perspective, it's something that we launched uh, back in September last year. And it's something that we're kind of, you know, we present, presented it to the sort of major stakeholder groups. NOAA support all of the sort of major ones across the um, ruminant species. So we've prevented and sh- uh, sort of presented and shared it with the major groups. Um, and it's something that we just want, you know, there's an online pledge that you can go on our NOAA Livestock Vaccination Guidelines website, which I'm sure we can pop underneath in the information underneath the podcast. And you can actually go and sign up your sort of pledge, you know, to support the guidelines and to promote them. And we just want people to really, you know, to start to use them. And we want that kind of very, you know, slow uptake where, well, fast uptake would be brilliant, but we just want everyone to tell their friends about it, really. Similar to kind of Farm Vet Champions, really, that the more people that have heard about it and using it and and are talking about it and it, it just it just fits so well into this sort of plan prevent protect one health environmental improving it's just it's a it's a piece of that jigsaw puzzle where we're getting toward where we want healthy animals as you say how do we how do we reduce using you know antimicrobial use we have healthy flocks we have healthy herds and this is just a really helpful jigsaw piece in part of that sort of all the different things that farmers and vets are doing every day on farm, it just gives a little bit, as you say, a little bit more expert opinion, a little bit more support for those conversations with farmers, for those conversations with farmers and their SVP prescribers, for those conversations, you know, at those farmers meetings of, you know, oh, we're doing this, you know, this is a core vaccine. I think it's just part of this such sort of bigger picture. It's, It's not about it in isolation. It's part of everything that the industry is doing and I think there really is quite I think I mean Farmet Champion shows it the just community and and you know people who you know farmers are, are wanting to change they're wanting to listen they're wanting to you know think differently we want productive animals we want you know birds and flocks that are, are economically viable that are you know on farms where we're able to manage the environment and and I just think this sits so well with that really it's it's that kind of bigger picture really and and I think Noah see that as a really sort of essential piece in that sort of jigsaw and it really sits well with our sort of aims to support you know Noah members the livestock industry in efforts towards one health and sustainability it's something that we're really really proud of what the industry are doing and we want to support the industry as as we move forwards you know, especially with the changing, like, you know, landscape of livestock policy as the UK has left the EU. I think this is such an essential, essential part of it, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, so in terms of availability then, so say I'm a farm vet champion, I want to set a smart goal. And um, yeah. so in the first instance, 
reading reading through the guidelines or accessing and reading through the guidelines would be a great start for that is it freely available can I get hold of it quite yeah. easily yeah absolutely so it's freely available on our specific NOAA livestock uh, vaccination guidelines website which I will uh we will share as well with people listening to the podcast so that if you pop it into google you'll find it very easily and yeah it's it's, noahlvg.co.uk we'll make sure you have that on the podcast yes definitely yes absolutely yes so it's very easy to find online it's something that's a pdf document so if you want to print it out and have a a paper copy that option's there but it's it's very easily visible um, online very user friendly and it's split up to the species as well so you're not reading through everything if you're just interested in you want to go and have a look at it for say the sheet visit you're doing this afternoon um, it's nice and easily accessible um, it's something that you can then you know you could get up on your on your phone on your tablet or have a paper copy to actually take on farm with you and start those sort of conversations um, particularly helpful and supportive you know alongside things such as the Animal Health and Welfare Pathway um, from DEFRA that's uh, sort of a new uh, a new opportunity for farmers to actually have a funded vet visit and to work towards herd and flock planning. I think it's a really, really useful that thing then to have as part of potentially a visit for that. You know, first, maybe maybe you don't, maybe you're a farmer and you've never had a herd, herd health plan, but actually this is an opportunity to build in um, and rethink how you're doing vaccinations. But yeah, in terms of SMART goals, I think it's a really good one to um, set, set a SMART goal around, you know, maybe how, how, how many farmers can you get a conversation around core vaccinations and, um, you know, reviewing herd health plans. It, it links so much with so many of the plan, prevent, protect um, mantra and activities. Okay, so if I'm so there, I am farm vet champion. I've got my I've got my practice team who have also been involved in some of it in accessing some of the farm vet champion CPD, and we may be we want to either uh, do some more herd health plans or flock health planning, um, and we that that's we can set those as a smart goal as well. Um, 10, 20 farms, or have a farmers meeting talking about health planning including um, vaccination schedule and actually just um, communicating the different rhetoric around category one um, and category two vaccinations. So what is appropriate and what and why, how we can have this conversation. So, um, and then in terms of our practice team and our SMART goals, actually setting up reminders for people for that vaccination, that sort of thing um, with a time bound, very, very specific, very time bound, a kind that's one way I could see this working quite nicely and it's just a, a brilliant resource so freely available on the um, NOAA noahlvg.co.uk is the website um, yeah. and then of course if you're um, not already signed up as a farm vet champion you really should be <laughs> you, you can absolutely go to- should be um go to um rcbsknowledge.org.uk slash amr or slash um fvc for farmvex champions but if you google farmvex champions it comes up straight away we can you can no one has any excuse do they Lucy, for not finding either um no no they don't and and they are just another example really of um you know how 
there's some really you know fantastic proactive knowledgeable people I'm including you Fiona alongside obviously Jonathan and Joe who've um, created and worked with NOAA on the content of the livestock guidelines there's just so many resources available there and you should say they're, they're free to access the smart goals are really good useful you know addition for the whole practice team to actually focus and think about what they're doing and in terms of you know timings and you know making smart goals time bound as well you've got fantastic opportunities with you know lambing and calving coming up to actually get those vaccination guidelines into those smart goals thinking about how you might you know help to support uh, health planning around calving and lambing and vaccination schedules for the year going forward for farms and actually you know it's it's about changing the mindset around vaccinations really around those as you say those core if you're not doing them why not and as you say there might be a very just justifiable reason why you're not using those particular vaccines but you know those are the core ones that actually experts say including you Fiona, <laughs> that they are really really the important ones for flock health or for herd health? Yeah, I mean, it's true in the guidelines that the detail is there, isn't it? So if you're deliberating as a vet, your farm vet champion, you're working out um, whether for this, this flock you can justify not using one of the category ones, then um, there is quite a lot of detail in the report that will, will help people make that decision, aren't there? And then there's a summary um there's summaries for each of the species aren't there so yeah um, there are so there's a nice little quick summary if you just want to have a quick look as to what the core you know these category one vaccines are what the other category two vaccines might be you can just see it or if you want to then read a little bit more detail it's nicely laid out and you can easily follow and find the color-coded sort of species that you're interested in great well, that's that's brilliant. Great resource. Great for um, vets in practice, for um, anything, anyone trying to find out more farmers, uh, vet students. Fantastic <laughs> writing an assignment yeah. or something. And I have to say it's a really good um, for vet students. It's it's a very good little kind of revision summary of the, the major things that you can vaccinate against and, you know, a little bit of information about other diseases. I was actually uh, reading through it the other week. thinking sort of been really useful when I was sort of revising and I'd you know be on farm and they'd be talking about diseases and I'd be going back home you know looking up in my veterinary manual is there a vaccination available you know um so I think it's really 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 helpful really support you know good good materials as well for new graduate vets as they're going on to farms for the first time looking at herd health plans flock health plans and you know working with farmers Certainly as a new graduate vet, I found it quite daunting to go on a farm and to actually try and, you know, I didn't feel that I, you know, why, why would I be qualified to actually look at the herd health, you know, and try and find evidence to support it. This is a really, really useful um, resource. You know, everybody's got the shared, you know, every farmer and vet, they want to promote health and welfare in the flocks and herds. They want to prevent disease. They want to use plan, prevent, protect. It saves everybody you know, money, we get more productive animals at the end of the day. So this is just another resource that, that fits in that sort of all those different resources, which such as Farm Vet Champions that are all, you know, they're available free of charge. It's really, really fantastic. Yeah, and and actually, and not confined to, to just new graduates either. Some, those of us, oh, some no. of us who are a bit longer in the tooth, can. It, there's always great 
to have all the up-to-date information in one easy to access place isn't it kind of there's absolutely we, and we never grow out well, of needing that <laughs> when you you've sometimes also got those farmers that maybe are, are less proactive don't want to change it gives you a really useful resource to say well actually this is what the experts are saying that you should do and you know I as your vet I really want to promote your flock health I really want to promote your herd health this is what I think we should be doing this resource supports me so it just really helps as well kind of in those conversations that you're you know that hopefully will then lead to those sort of behavior changes, those lasting behavior changes you know make it a habit make farm veterans a habit make the vaccination no vaccination guidelines a habit make them part of what you know you are doing day to day within your veterinary practice within the veterinary practice team it's a resource as well that's useful for the whole practice team you know to be aware of that it's something that's available um as you say free and easy to find online yeah i just i just think it's a really good resource that we're really keen at knowing that people know about it with the unfortunate passing of the queen last year i think it was you know difficult for us to a media campaign we didn't didn't maybe share it and do as big a promotion as we were going to so I think now's a really good opportunity to as we're coming into lambing and calving time to actually share that it is a resource that's available and again you know it does reinforce plan prevent protect and fit very well with farm vet champions brilliant yeah I think um if people aren't at least interested enough to click into the farm vet champion site and the NOAA livestock um vaccination site then um yeah find out more about it um i'm not sure i'm not sure we could have pushed it um more than we have lucy i really appreciate talking to you and um hearing it from your perspective thank you very much yeah thank you very much final final note this is a resource alongside farm vet champions for for everybody for the veterinary practice team for the new graduate vets for the vets that are bit longer in the tooth for the veterinary students you know it really is a really good resource for everyone um and yeah we just want to share share it and get people out there to access it really brilliant thank you lucy thank you thank you for listening to this vet team amr podcast from rcvs knowledge visit rcvsknowledge.org forward slash amr for free cpd benchmarking and audit tools to improve your antimicrobial use.